What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Alright, Tale of the Tapes, Season 2, Episode 8. Today we have Cypress Hill. So today we have Cypress Hill, but we also have a special guest on today. He is an artist himself. He is a fan of Tale of the Tapes. He's a big Cypress Hill fan. He is my cousin, the one and only R. Formsy. Everybody give it up for all formsy. <laughs> so, Thanks for having me. Of course, bro. Um, you're an entertaining dude. I love you. I get compliments from all my friends that, that know you, so I speak for everybody when I say we're definitely excited to have you on the show, for sure. Excited to be here. All right, cool. So before, before we touch on Cypress Hill at all, I got a couple of questions that I want to get out of the way, and then we'll get into Cypress Hill after that. All right. So, number one, you had your first solo album drop last year, and I personally enjoyed it. I thought you did a great job with the concept and, you know, making something that could have, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but making something that could have turned out disastrous work out very well. So, congrats on that, and thank you for the music, because I enjoy it. Thank you, man. It for was sure. Time coming, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, bro. I've been waiting for that album. As a matter of fact, not only do I know it, but I can tell you specifically when I've been waiting for that album. I believe it was 2007 we started that, and it was supposed to come out in 2010, and now it's 2021. Yeah, the, the original title would, would have been Welcome, Welcome to My World. world. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, bro. Trust me, I've been waiting for that album for a long time. So, um, uh, I guess good things come to those who wait and honestly I felt like it all worked out in the end for the better so. well that's what I was just going to say what's cool is that now looking back at it if you think about it if you would have just made that album and put it out it would have been an actual impossibility for you to do the same concept that you did with this so you're right sometimes it just works out for the better yep no, I'm happy and you know what it led into something even better because I'm coming back hard 2022 is the next one that's going to be dropped and hopefully I have professional equipment this time to do it and I don't know I'm excited for the future I've been telling you and every time I talk to you I'm excited for the future with everything solid bro well we'll, we'll still be going on here in 2022 so when when that Royce. drops we'll uh we'll maybe get you on another episode maybe Bone Thugs or Royce or something like that <laughs> heavy hitting favorites. Yeah, bro, I know, I know. So I also wanted to ask you, basically, like, what do you think of the show? Like, I know that you've been listening, but we're really just now starting to get up to, like, a lot of the guys that you've told me that, like, you were excited for. But, like, how about the framework of the show? Like, what do you think of, like, the categories and the formulas? And, like, do you have any issues with where anybody's finished so far? No, honestly, like... I would be lying if I said that I I knew I have some issues with where some people have finished so far. <laughs> I would be lying if I said I knew all about hip hop. Maybe I'll have issues in the future after I knew know a little more. I thought I did, bro, you know? and this this thing is teaching me that I know far less than I thought I did. But honestly, no, it's a really cool thing that that you've done, man. Like I started listening because I was doing, you know, deliveries, you know, driving yeah, around. Yeah, just killing time and shit. Know, I need, I need something to listen to, and 
it led into something really cool. Like, I never knew so much about Guru. Oh, Guru, he, I, I used to like him a lot, but ironically enough, I didn't know that much about him either, and I learned a lot about him doing this study, and I used to like well, him a lot, I, so. I, I heard the episode, and then, sure enough, I ended up diving deep into Guru for like a good month or two and just listening to his music. And I ended up favoriting so many of his songs, but I can't tell you any of them off the top of my head right now because... So, so much is going on. Yeah, Guru Guru is somebody that I think that you would probably like. I mean, he's not really particularly your style as far as, like, the way that he raps. Like, he's definitely a lot slower and more, like, monotone and stuff like that. But he was a pretty unique dude, bro. And I know that you're not really one to just kind of, you know, bump what everybody else is listening to because it's popular. So he, he is somebody that I would kind of expect you to like. He had a pretty cool yeah, style. Yeah. I ended up, like, really checking him out. I checked him out because of your show. I, I've been telling people, man, like, if you like hip-hop, if you're interested in hip-hop, it's, it's something that you have to hear because it you do a great job breaking it down, dude. Appreciate Seriously. it, bro. So, where is this thing? Now, now i got to find the guru song. What? Arrow's ups, Aaron's upset, though. Why? Because you can't find it? <laughs> I used to have... Um, Who's going to take the weight? That's, that's one of my favorite Guru songs. See, the way that I... And I don't even know why I had this, to be quite honest with you, but I know for sure that I had um, Gangstar's Greatest Hits. Now, a lot of people think that Guru is Gangstar, but Gangstar is actually the group with Guru and DJ Premier. And I yeah. used to have their greatest hits album. I don't know why, but I, I loved it and I had it. Um, so I definitely liked him, but I probably didn't know until I was in high school that his name was Guru. I thought his name was Gangstar, and then obviously I got a lot more into into hip hop in high school and stuff like that. So I started learning more stuff. But um, another thing that I wanted to say is there's obviously for anyone that's heard you before. I mean, obviously I have. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are listening that have heard you, and there's probably a bunch of people listening that haven't heard you. But for anyone that has heard you before, there's obviously some sort of influence in your music, be it your voice, your flow, or whatever, that is at least in some way Be Real-esque. So yes. what I wanted to ask you I, I, is, is I, that I, is that I, done by design, or do you just happen to have a similar voice to him? I think it's just the way I, I rap. It just ends up sounding like Be Real a little bit. I, I don't know what it is. It, it's probably because I listen to them so yeah, much yeah, growing yeah. up. And it's just a you subconscious know? thing, yeah. But like I can tell you, when I, you you witnessed it yourself when we first started uh, chilling and I showed you that I rapped and you rapped. I, I was trying to sound like Busy Bone. Well, I was just going to say, Busy Bone is another one. Busy Bone and, and Be Real from Cypress Hill. And it's not that you... I don't mean that you sound like them because your content and the things that you that you make music about are, is not in any way, shape, or form that you took anything from them. But what I'm saying is that for people that really know a lot about hip-hop, if they hear you, they're going to immediately be like, oh, this kind of reminds me of like some Cypress Hill or some Bone Thugs. They're obviously, like I said, they're going to get different content, but... There's definitely like you know some sort of of influence there. What I mean is that I could tell that you like those people, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, I don't. It just I think it's just because I I grew up listening to them. That's why the, there's the similarity. But I could definitely tell you this: when I first started, I was trying to be like somebody to evolving, and 
knowing that I'm not trying to be like anybody, but trying to be myself, even though I might sound similar to someone. I mean, I you think know? that's, listen, bro, we didn't, we didn't grow up in a situation to where, you know, I, not all my friends as kids were doing it or anything like that. So I feel like for me and you to even get involved in something like this, there had to be some sort of that where we, we saw somebody and we were like, yo, I, I want to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then as you started doing it and as you got better and as you grew as a person, literally, I mean, we were teenagers when we started doing this shit. So as you grow as a person, you obviously mold into, into who you, I mean, some people don't, some people just copy trends for their whole life, but you know, you, know, you obviously want to grow into who you are as an artist. So that's, that's good. But that leads me to the, my next and final question. Um, is basically just before we get into Cy to Cypress Hill, you tell me about Cypress Hill. Like, what do you know and like about them? Like, how long have you been a Cypress Hill fan for? And why do you like them and shit like that? And then we'll get into them. Well, my first, I can think about memories of being in the car and listening to the radio. You know, not being able to control the music. Just listen to yeah. whatever the disc jockey was playing. And first memory that I've ever had with Cypress Hill was hearing Rock Superstar. Okay. Now, I love this. Love this song when I was a little little kid. Love. Well, still love it now. Yeah. But um, you know, that's definitely my introduction to Cypress Hill. And then as I got older and I um got more into hip hop and rap, that's when I started diving deep into them and hearing what they would rap about lyrically. And you know, to be honest with you, Be Real is my favorite. I I I think he's like awesome in every way. Not saying that the, the other uh, guys in the group aren't, but I just think Be Real just is just so unique as a voice, as a lyricist, and the fact that they they're so pro pot really is just yeah. That's that's <laughs> something we're definitely gonna touch on for sure. I, think I agree. It's ironic actually how how they're from such an old generation of hip hop, and what they were rapping about was looked looked down upon basically back then. Yeah, like it was looked bad bad upon to now still being somewhat relevant and still rapping and still they were a part stuff. of that for sure bro they had they a hand in that movement for sure now it's now it's like they're they're almost like the the forefathers right of it, you know? yep i agree it's pretty cool it's pretty cool man like and their music i mean i've i've been into weed for a long time and yeah same i love it i think it's a beautiful thing i think everybody i think if everybody smoked the world would be a better place or or eight or, <laughs> or however you want to ingest it i just think the world would be a more peaceful place and i can tell you right now cypress hill is one of the best music you can listen to it with listen to each their own i totally understand that everybody reacts different to things or whatever but i do know for a fact that there is a lot of people that it could help with a lot of things. And unfortunately, the general public in general was kind of misled about what it does to people or for people. And these were people that while that all that shit was going on, they stood up and and spoke truth and shit like that. And it seems simple now. Kids are growing up and it's all legalized and shit like that. But it wasn't like that when we were growing up, bro. And these people are part of the reason why. So with that being said... Let's get into some background and info on Cypress Hill and stuff like that. And I just want to let you know, feel free to interject or say or ask whatever you want whenever. So. All right. That's cool. All right. So we'll start off with like group information. So Cypress Hill as a group, their origin is Southgate, California, United States. Their genres are listed as hip hop, trip hop, 
Latin hip hop, West Coast hip hop, hardcore hip hop, rap rock, rap metal, new metal, experimental hip hop, and gangster rap. So it's funny, bro, you brought up before about Be Real being unique and stuff like that. I mean, they got what 10 10 or 11 different genres listed there that's not normal that that doesn't usually happen with the people that we do in here it's usually hip-hop west coast hip-hop you know one or two or three things at max so right off the bat you could see something different there the years active are listed as 1991 to present and the members are be real dj mug send dog and eric bobo um, we will be covering Be Real and Send Dog as solo artists here today. Now, that, that means for anybody that doesn't remember or is new to, to listening to this or whatever, all the Cypress Hill albums do count. It's not that the Cypress Hill stuff isn't counting. It's just that we have, you know, solo projects by Send Dog, solo projects by Be Real, this and that. So everything's going to be taken into consideration and each guy is given their own personal score. So a little bit of a background on Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is an American hip-hop group from Southgate, California. Cypress Hill was the first Latino-American hip-hop recording group to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and platinum and multi-platinum albums selling over 20 million albums worldwide. They are considered to be among the main progenitors of West Coast rap and hip-hop in the early 1990s, being critically acclaimed for their first four albums. The band has also advocated for medical and recreational use of cannabis in the United States. So, I didn't say too much there, but I said a lot, bro. <laughs> in a short little paragraph, we got um, the first Latino-American hip-hop recording group to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, platinum, multi-platinum albums, 20 million album sales worldwide. Um, you know, we spoke about earlier with the the medical and recreational use of cannabis and stuff like that so we we haven't even talked much about them but you can obviously tell that this is an impactful and influential group in the hip-hop game and even outside of the hip-hop game really so yep no i i i'm looking at some of this stuff now i just i'm, I'm online i'm just researching and just looking at some of their songs and they're really just some they're awesome like yeah there's another great thing like I'm not Spanish. I mean, my daughter is, you know, she's Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican, half Italian now. But the perfect example is Tequila Sunrise. Like, if you hear it, the, the, that song, the style of music, there's, there's a guitar in it. it. It really just, it opens your mind. I know what you mean, bro. And I, cultures, and I showed you, know? you that one more recently that they had with that, uh, that I don't even think you know about. Um, with they did it with like some dubstep band from Germany or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they did a lot of cool, crazy shit, bro. They were definitely a a cool group. They did a lot just, of original things, a lot of big things. So big ups to Cypress Hill for sure. You you know you know me, man. I just I love music in general. It's not just hip hop with me. Yeah, same with me. Um, I just I always thought that they were just so unique. I'm laughing, I'm looking at the Dr. Green Thump music video. Yeah, bro. <laughs> the, the thing with me is I would love to be able to do this for other genres, but, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to say this to be cocky or anything. I'm just being honest. Like, I don't feel like I'm qualified to do it in other genres. So, like, for example, if I'm listening to a rock song, 
I can only tell you if I like it or don't like it. I don't sing, so I'm not going to know which vocal pitches are hard to hit and easy to hit. I don't play guitar. So when I hear a guitar riff, I'm just going to know like, yo, that shit sounds dope or I don't like it. But I'm not really going to know the degree of difficulty that it takes to play it, whereas somebody that plays it would. This is the only genre that I feel qualified where when I listen to it, trust me, I can tell you how difficult or easy that was to do. So yeah, I, I feel like I can vouch you on that one. Bro, I just, <laughs> I just have been listening to it for so long. I'm so well versed in it. I've watched so many interviews, so many freestyles, so many ciphers, so many albums, so many songs. I've written so many things. I've performed so many places. And I'm not saying that I'm more qualified than anybody else in the world. There's plenty of people that know hip-hop and, and just poetry in general and music in general tremendously for sure. But... That being said, I don't know anybody who's sat down and made a mathematical formula and just punched in things objectively and black and white as opposed to, you know, going off of I like this or I like that or nostalgia or things like that. I just tried to cut out anything that I prefer or don't prefer and just take into account every possible thing that anybody could possibly say is good or bad about somebody funnel it into the into the the formula and let it come out as it may so right now we're going to get into we're going to start off with send dog um ironically enough and this this is something that i probably wouldn't have known but if i asked you i mean would you know who's uh whose solo album came out first between send dog and be real i would have just automatically assumed it was be real but it wasn't i probably would have done the same thing i never th- i never thought about the send dog uh, solo career to be honest with you well, be real I, I did like i'm looking at be real now like i bought one of, one of those albums that he came out with and i loved it well, i think it was called smoke and mirrors the study might show you that you're justified so Let's <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into Send Dog a little bit here. So his birth name is Senin Reyes, also known as Send Dog, born November twenty second, nineteen sixty five, in Pinar del Rio, Cuba. Origin is Southgate, California. His genres are listed as hip hop, rap metal, and rap rock, and his years active are listed as nineteen eighty six to present. So a little bit of background on him. Senin Reyes, born November 22nd, 1965, also known by his stage name Sendog, is a Cuban-American rapper and musician who is best known as a member of the rap group Cypress Hill and as the lead vocalist for the heavy metal band Powerflow. He has been developing a solo career in addition to his work with Cypress Hill and Powerflow and is the lead vocalist for rap rock band SX10. So... I'm just going to ask you out of curiosity. Did you? I know that you're into... I'm into a lot of other music genres, but I'm not into the metal shit the way that you are. I know you like a lot of that shit. I'm pretty sure that his band is pretty like hardcore like that. You ever listened to Power Flow? Do you know of them? To be honest, no, I have no idea. But I will check them out. I'm literally about to type it into my YouTube right now. Yeah, so, so Power Flow and SX10. I've never particularly heard anything from them. That obviously... You know, that work that he did with them doesn't qualify in his study. It's not hip-hop, so 
um you know listen hats off to him shout to him he's does all different kinds of music you know he does his own thing he does what he want to do i i always give everybody everybody uh credit for that like we were talking about earlier with you that's certainly something that you've stayed true to so i always like that for sure so give him a shout out for that you know covering different genres of music and stuff that's cool i agree i do think it's cool when um different genres are introduced but if it's anything like ice tea's metal then i'm probably not gonna like it uh, well, that's another one. I mean, I covered Ice T. I probably said the same similar things about Ice T. I didn't have a guest on for him, but I didn't listen to Ice T's metal band. I couldn't tell you. But like I said, bro, I'm not into that music, so I'm sure if you played me either one of their bands, I would be like not into it because it's just not. You know, there's not many many genres of music I don't listen to, but like that really heavy metal, like screaming and shit, is just one of the few that I can't listen to. Well, it's crazy, man. It's when you <laughs> you think of a genre and you think, oh, well, there's metal. No, there's like seven. Yeah, different th- there's all different stages of metal, bro, for like, sure. Like, cause Ice Ice T's thing was, I don't know, it was a little, it was, I just wasn't feeling it. And yeah, I don't that's know, I'm gonna fine. Check out Power, I'm gonna check out Power Flow after we get off the phone tonight, and I'll. Let <laughs> me know what you out, think. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll let you know, but um. But for now, I don't know if, probably, if we're going based on past experience. Um, <laughs> All right, so we we haven't had a great conversion rate so far from hip hop to to metal bands. So let's see if the trend yeah. continues with that. All right, so now let's get into what I wrote down. You know, my synopsis on Sendor when I was listening to him. So. A lot of times when you think of a group, generally there's one prominent figure everybody recognizes. That being said, it's a pleasant surprise sometimes and also a wonder when you sit down and analyze the group and the less recognized person is actually better. That was not the case at all with Cypress Hill and Sendog. I thought to myself, I don't, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, I was pleasantly surprised by some groups, bro, where this, the other guy was better than the lead guy. You know what I mean? And it made you wonder, like, it's weird. Why is one guy so much more popular? But when I sat down and broke him down, the other guy was actually better. It was weird, but that wasn't the case with Cypress Hill. But there's there's a lot of reasons why, bro. There's a couple of reasons why, why Be Real is the standout in Cypress Hill. So... I thought to myself, I don't ever really remember Sendog's verses, and now I know why. Earlier on, bro, seriously, you're a Cypress Hill fan. I'm not really a Cypress Hill fan, so this might be worse for me than it is for you. But if I was to say to you right now, like, spit me a Cypress Hill verse, I I would probably guarantee you that you would spit me a Be Real verse. Can you think? Can you think of a of a of a send dog verse right now off the top of your head like that? You know the words to? Uh, hold on. There was... And I'm only putting you on the spot because you're a Cypress Hill fan. That's the only reason I'm even asking you. I don't know his entire verse, but I do know that there is there is a. I'm trying to remember the song. He's <laughs> trying to remember. I have, he's rapping, and it's obviously him and be real, but he. He's rapping. God, what's the song? But he does say something about. Then he goes, 
the motherfucking pussy fart was a work of art or something. That's oh. the only thing I remember, and I remember it because it was so outlandish. There you I go. Exactly. But that's the point that I'm trying to make. And again, bro, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. Um, I, I'm going to get into more stuff in his breakdown. There's, there's some positives. There's some negatives. I'm not here to shit on anybody, but I'm just being honest. It is what it is, bro. Like, that's that's the only thing that you really remember out of all of this group stuff. That's all you can tell me about him, you know? Well... Yeah, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate because I know it's a group thing, but I must admit, like, being real just is that, that standout that well, I, just, I thought he just... This is there's more reasons why. So let me let me hear. Let me get into more reasons why. Because there is really more reasons just than be real being better as to why everybody well, kind of knows be real know, more. Here's another reason too. You know, everybody. The beauty about music is it's going to be different for everybody. Absolutely. Everybody's going to have their favorite. Everybody's going to have their own sound. Like, look, me and you can both agree we can't stand the bumble rap. No, this, it's just yeah, generation. it's just not my thing. But that being said, really quick, before you even go forward, that being said, there are mumble rap style songs by people that are not bad and they kill them and that's that's fine to me. That's just me personally. But yeah. when when you're when you're just not good, I don't really care what it sounds like. I don't care to hear it. So go ahead. But yeah, no, I I try to talk to them but they're like, well, you know, this is, I guess it's a generational thing, because this is what we like. I was like, I guess, man. I was like, but I like lyrics. I don't, I don't mind what anybody likes though either. Yeah. That's the thing is, I have an issue when people argue with me about someone being good. When you use the word good with me, or you tell me someone has bars, and then you play me some absolute trash, I just can't really understand what's happening. Like. You like the song? That's cool, bro. I used to love Master P, but Master P wasn't good. And I'm I, again, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just it is what it is, you know. But I still like I make them say uh like I love that song. It's just not a good song, you know. Like, and people seem to have this problem with deciphering like I like something and this person is good and this person has bars. There's a there's a big difference for sure. Uh, bars, unfortunately, they uh. Their standards have declined over the years. Yeah, well, I'm a ways away from that music, so, I mean, help me when I get there, but, you know. That's why, like, you can compare Send Dog to some of these new guys, and Send Dog is, like, the next coming of of Jay-Z compared to, um... No, well, bro, listen, and I and I I've I try to say this, especially when someone finishes really bad, I try to bring this point up. There's people that didn't make the cut, bro. This guy is here, and the guy is here for a reason. So, as bad as my breakdown sounds so far, it's not going to stay bad. And 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 he's here. Like I said, he's here for a reason, bro. There's plenty of people that didn't make the cut, and he's not one of them. So. It's like saying Mike Holwick from the Rangers sucked, but he's in the NHL. Right, exactly. He doesn't suck. He's obviously a very good hockey player. But compared to the other people in the NHL, he wasn't good. But he still fucking made the NHL, bro. Who might have talked shit about that guy? I never made the NHL, you know? Yep. So, all right. So, early on, I wondered how the group had so much success with some of the verses that were on songs. As time went on, to his credit, Sendog did improve lyrically, but not enough to dig himself out of the hole that he put himself in early on and was still well below average lyrically overall. Sendog had eight albums that qualified, including six Cypress Hill albums, 
one solo album in 2008, and a collaborative EP with Cypress Hill and British dubstep producer Rusko. So that's what we were talking about earlier. I didn't know I had it written down in here, but that's what we were talking about. So that was cool. Um, of the eight, five were average and three were good. He put out 90 songs over his 27-year career, and he wasn't part of any of the great ones, but he did have a hand in six weaker ones. Although he did have influences on artists such as Wu-Tang Clan and Redman alone, his impact on hip-hop as a whole wasn't very big. Most people have heard of Cypress Hill, hip-hop fans have heard of Be Real, but your average person probably won't know the other guy's names in Cypress Hill if you ask them. That being said, he was still part of an influential group that broke barriers. Although there wasn't much special about the way he rhymed or his song topics, Sendog was pretty original for the most part, having borrowed almost nothing and even venturing off into some other genres of music. So that kind of touch on a little bit of what we spoke about before, how he was, you know, pretty original and things like that. So again, it sounded like a pretty bad breakdown, bro. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat shit. He, he just, quite frankly, he wasn't very good, but... Let's get into the math of what I kind of just spoke on. So lyrics, he gets a three and a half, which I I just want to make a point, bro. And this is just because me and you, this is the way we are. We laugh. We, we think everything's fucking funny. So we were laughing earlier about what I was saying. He gets a three and a half here, which there's plenty of people already that have finished below that. But he climbed up to a three and a half, bro. He was really, really bad at one point. Like... And then as he got better, I raised him up to a three and a half. So I just want to point out that he got a three and a half, which is definitely not the worst so far, but he, he climbed himself back up there. So there was a point that he was really low for sure. And, and this is a point in time where Cypress Hill had some big songs out with this guy on them. And I'm like, I'm bro. I listened to some of these songs and I was like, were there people, like, reciting this verse in clubs as it came on? Like, were people, like, spitting this verse? I, I I, don't know, bro. Some of them were really, really bad. So, albums, he gets a 3.38 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus .67, which is, like, two-thirds of a point. That's that's not really much, obviously. Um, it's a lot higher of a score than some people get. If you're really, if, you, if you're at a point or above a point... That's pretty high in this particular category because it's, you know, two decimal places. But, um, you know, we spoke about earlier. He wasn't on any of Cypress Hill's great songs, but he was on six of the weaker songs. So that's why he gets that minus 0. .67 there. Impact, they gave him a six, which is a little bit of give and take here because you have to take both things into account. Cypress Hill is obviously a very big group. You know, like, I don't really know too many people that if I was to say, hey, you ever heard of Cypress Hill? For them to be like, no, who's that? Even if they don't listen to hip-hop, most people probably at least heard the name Cypress Hill. But on the flip side of that coin, if I walk up to random people and say who's Sendog, most people are probably not going to know who that is unless they happen to be like a Cypress Hill fan or something. So I had to take both of those things into consideration. you got to look at what he did and who he was as a solo hip-hop artist. And then you also have to take into account that he was part of that group. So 
He got a six there. He got enough to get an above average score. Nothing too crazy, but I, you know, I thought it was enough. I thought really, quite frankly, bro, just being part of Cypress Hill was enough to carry him over average in that particular category. That shit holds some merit. Yeah, I feel like if you're in one of these legendary groups, bro, even if you had, you know, no success as a solo artist or maybe didn't even have a solo career in general, you're, you're still probably going to get above average and impact just for being part of the fucking group that was that big and that impactful and that influential and shit. Um... And then originality, I gave him a 7, which is a pretty good score. Like I said, bro, you know, it was nothing too crazy really about like the way he rapped. Like it wasn't that, you know, that his, him or his bars were very, you know, original or, or really his rhyme style, but it was more about like the other things. You know, one of the first Latino American groups and things like that and the way that he dressed, like his image and... You know, like we spoke about, he went off and, and ventured off into other music genres and things like that. And they had the, the album with the dubstep band and stuff. So there was there was enough there that he did outside of the actual way that he rapped. There was still enough there that he did. So you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five. And it gives you a final score of 384 which leaves Sendog in 120th place out of 151 artists done overall. So, listen, shout out to Sendog, bro. Like I said, the guy is a major part of a huge, impactful, influential group. They did more things than just make music. This is one of those people like, and I'm not putting them on a godly level or anything. I'm just trying to use an example. When you talk about like Muhammad Ali and you say, okay, like he was more than a boxer, like Tupac, he was more than a rapper. Like these guys were not just rappers, bro. Like they were, they really were advocates for cannabis and they really, they did a lot more than, than just rap. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't just making rap songs is what I'm trying to say. So, shout out to these guys, bro. You know, not the best finish. Like I said, he, he really wasn't very good, bro. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't, I'm not trying to sugarcoat things either. Um, he wasn't the best rapper, but listen, obviously had a successful career and they've done more things than just rap. So, you know, I don't want to shit on anybody. Big shout out to Sendog and big shout out to Cypress Hill. So, moving on to Be Real now, which I think you're probably going to enjoy a lot more. Yeah, one of my personal favorites so be real's first solo album was in 2009 a year after send dog so we'll get into be real now his birth name is lewis freese am i saying that right do you know to be honest i never looked up his first I, name I yeah, yeah i mean why would you <laughs> <laughs> you know oh let me fucking go look up this guy's government name it's no reason to do that but, <laughs> So one of his AKAs, also known as Dr. Green Thumb. I know you get a kick out of that one. That goes back to one of our fucking Mario Kart games, bro. I'll never forget that. This guy named his named his team Dr. Green Thumb, and I asked him why, and he told me he told me all about this song because I never was like a major Cypress Hill fan or anything. So that was funny. I'll never forget that. Um, born June second, nineteen seventy, in Los Angeles, California, United States. And his genres are listed as hip-hop, rap metal, rap rock, and new metal. Years active are listed as 1988 to present. A little bit of background on Be Real. Louis Freese, born June 2nd, 1970, known by his stage name Be Real, is an American rapper and actor. He is one of two lead rappers in the hip-hop group Cypress Hill, a part of the supergroup Serial Killers, 
and was one of the frontmen of rap rock group Prophets of Rage from 2016 to 2019. Do you know anything about them, um, Prophets of Rage? I feel like that sounds more familiar to me than the other one for some reason. I've heard of the name. Yeah, I feel like me too. I don't feel like I've ever heard their music, but I feel like the name sounds a little bit familiar. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm going to like Prophets of Rage better than <laughs> Yeah, you'll, yeah I, I, would, I would guess that you're right. Unless, listen, unless hip-hop is B-Real's forte and metal is Sendog's forte. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Certainly not well, me. <laughs> well, we're going to find out tonight, man. Solid. That I can tell you. All right, so here's what I wrote down about Be Real when I was listening to Be Real. So, Be Real was certainly at the forefront of Cypress Hill, but lyrically speaking, he wasn't particularly anything special. He did have some dope lines and some deep bars every now and then, but he also had some weak lines and some that didn't rhyme at all. He started to pick up the pace later on in his career, but mostly rapped about the same handful of things in different ways and overall was average lyrically. He carried the load for Cypress Hill, having appeared on nearly every song on all nine of their albums, including the EP with dubstep producer Rusko, and seven of those albums were good along with his solo album. The other two Cypress Hill albums were average. Unlike Sendog, be Real did have one great song, along with 10 good ones, of the 139 that he released, but he was also part of three weaker ones. Having also influenced Wu-Tang Clan and Redman, among others, Be Real had a slightly larger impact on hip-hop than Sendog did both by himself and as a part of Cypress Hill. Originality was where Be Real really made his mark. Besides being part of the group that was the first Latino-American hip-hop recording group to have platinum and multi-platinum albums, Be Real had his own rap style, delivery, rhyme scheme, approach, image, and anything else that you can equate to being original. As soon as you hear that voice, you know who it is. So, obviously a little bit, you, you know, we didn't get into the math of it yet, but you can obviously tell that Be Real is going to do a little bit better than Sendog. And since these guys were broken down one by one, I just want to talk about something here together that I kind of thought was written down but wasn't, that we kind of touched on earlier but didn't really get into. Be Real, bro, was on, and th this happened, I think, a lot. I believe it was Naughty by Nature with Tretch and Naughty by Nature. Be Real actually carried the majority of the workload, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of quote-unquote Cypress Hill songs that would just be real. Or be real and another feature. Now, I'm not trying to shit on Sendog. Again, I'm just saying the fact of the matter is, whatever the amount of songs was that Sendog had, which, you know, 90 or whatever, be real had 139. So you could see where there was a gap there where not only was he technically better but he was on a lot more of the songs and doing a lot more. I mean, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but as a rapper, he was doing a lot more than Sendog was. So let's get into the math on Be Real now. Lyrics, he gets a five. Albums, he gets a 3.57 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.19, which is that's more similar to what we normally see from people. Minus 0.19. So that's obviously a very small number. He had the, the one great song and the three weaker ones. And not for nothing, bro, but 
I I don't think that any of Be Real's solo songs were weaker songs. I believe that they were... All three of those songs, I believe, were with Cypress Hill. And I don't want to point fingers, but it was probably due to whatever Send Dog did on that song that carried it down. But that's part of being in the group. So listen, those are, those are Be Real songs. That's his group, and that's the guy that he chose to make his group with. Now... You can say, well, you know, I guess it wasn't a great choice because the guy gave him three-week songs, but not really because Be Real and Cypress Hill were very fucking successful. So at the end of the day, I would say that Be Real chose his partner well, and even though he might not have technically been the best rapper, it worked for them. They pulled it off. They made it happen. They did a hell of a job, and I don't want to take nothing away from them. So, you know, like I said, he, he's got to... He's got to lose the little bit of the points there because it is what it is. But, I mean, I can't take nothing away from this group. Impact, Be Real gets a 7 as opposed to Sendo getting the 6. And that kind of goes back to all the other things we were talking about before. If you ask any random people, you know, do you know who Cypress Hill is? Most people probably know who Cypress Hill is. That kind of stands true for Be Real. I feel like anybody that's heard of Cypress Hill probably at least knows the name Be Real. Can they decipher the members? Maybe not. I don't know that. Do they know any of the other members' names? Probably not. But Be Real probably had not only the most popularity out of anybody in the group, but also was the most successful on his own. You know what I mean? Like when he when he branched out and did his solo things and other people were doing their things, Be Real also received the most success by himself than anybody else did when they branched out. And this is... This is I not too. What? I, I, I bought his solo album. I didn't buy the other guys. Exactly. Uh, and man. again, it's not trying to shit on the other guy. This is just the way that things went. You're in the majority there. That's what the majority of people did. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's what happened. And I have to score what happened. You know what I I'm saying? I love that album, by the way. Which one? I remember that album, and I remember the cover, actually. I remember listening to it, and I remember what the cover looked like. That's funny. <laughs> and the, one of the, I love the song, Children of the Night, bro. That's, he killed that fucking song. I don't particularly remember that one, but uh, I obviously listened to it. Well, um, for, anybody, for anyone listening, just letting you know, if you, you want to dive into Be Real, listen to Children of the Night. I'm going to listen to it tonight now after we're done with this. I love, bro, I love <laughs> that song. The beat, I think, is just so... Three verses, and I think he murders each one. I'm going to so, definitely check it out tonight. Yeah, it, got, it has a great hook, great beat. I really think you're going to like it. I think, we, I think I played it for you one of the nights we partied really hard, bro. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I think you did, because now that you're saying that, I remember you putting on... Um, I think it was I'm either a be real. It was I'm probably a be sure, real song I'm because I wouldn't have listened to Send Dog on one of those nights. It. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. No, I I remember <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, check the song out again tonight though yeah, after we get yeah, out of here. I like it, bro. It's a really good rap song, bro. I love it. I mean, bro. In general, to be quite honest with you, I don't really remember having very many, if any, complaints about be real at all. I mean, some of these people are really tough to listen to. Even people, bro, that are finishing decent. Like we spoke about earlier, everybody has their musical preferences and shit. There are some people that are finishing very well in here that I just hated listening to, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like it. 
And and that's not to say that I didn't score it good because it was good. It was technically good. They killed the songs and yada yada, but I just didn't like it. So, you know, Be Real was not one of those people, bro. For me particularly, um, I, I don't ever remember Be Real bothering me listening to him. So, oh, I, wow. They did a lot of unique shit, bro. Speaking of which, originality, I gave Be Real a nine. Um, Well deserving. Yeah, I agree, bro. Well deserving. I mean, he, he, you know, he had it all, bro. I don't, I I really try not to give out any tens. I've given out, we've done 151 people and I have given out um, one ten so far the entire time. So I really try not to give out tens. I don't want to say that Be Real was like a perfect ten, but... Very, very original, bro. I mean, just obviously the voice right away. When he comes on a song, you know it's him. But not only the voice, bro. Just his rap style. Just the way that he raps. Um, you know, his delivery. He The rhyme schemes that he used. Um, even his approach to hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, what he decided that he wanted to do with hip-hop. You know, they were of Latino descent. And like we spoke about, they were obviously advocates of cannabis. So... He, he used hip-hop as an outlet for that stuff to put the, the Latino side and, and the version of things on the map and to, to talk about why this shit should be legal and why they use it and the benefits of it and all these things. And they used their music as a platform to accomplish other things. So even just his approach to rapping was original. His image. I mean... You look at Be Real, bro. Be Real never looked like he followed anything. You know what I'm saying? Whether he's, you know, got his afro and his goatee or, you know, he just, he his, his hoop earring, you know, whatever it is. Like, Be Real obviously did his own thing, bro. So, I definitely got to give him credit for that in that area, for sure. That's funny. And people tell me that I look like him sometimes, bro. There's three people... That people tell me I look like all the time. You're going to crack up. <laughs> be, be real is one of them, but that only happens in the summertime. That's only when I'm rocking my goatee and I got a tan. Then I look like be real. So be real. <laughs> AJ from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Bro, these are three totally random people too. like, And Brian Boyle from the NHL. Those are the three people I constantly get told that I look like. Well, I got told I look like somebody today, as a matter of fact. On, like I told you, I did the Vegeta video. I dropped it on a bunch of different pages, and this guy, this guy puts, just like this, he goes, it's the white Paul Rodriguez. I said, wow. I said, who's Paul Rodriguez? I was just going to say, I'm not sure that I know who that is. Is that the actor? It is an actor. Yeah, I, I think I know who he is. Well, I told him I don't know who it is, but me and Josie look it up. There's two Paul Rodriguez. There's the dad and then there's the son. Bro, Josie was looking up the pictures from the son for the son. 
Bro, if you found the picture that it looks just like me, it's hilarious, bro. That's fucking funny. Hilarious. But yeah, so it's funny that you say you, you look like him because literally today someone just told me. Yeah, I mean, we look kind of similar. We're obviously blood related and I can definitely see some be real in you. So I'm not too surprised oh, that bro, people tell me I, I look like him. Hat I got my hair sticking out. Yeah. That's, that's, that, I call it be real from 93. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So, I'm looking at him right now. I'm looking at him. <laughs> I'm looking at him with a backwards hat and his fucking ass. I like B-Real's image, bro. I thought B-Real had a, had a pretty cool image. He just looks like a, you know, I don't give a fuck, chill, laid back. I'm going to wear what I want to wear and just look how you know, I want to look. You know, and... what's a, you know what's a great memory of B-Real, bro? What? Remember the, movie, remember the movie How High? Yeah, bro. It's one of my favorite movies. It's my fa- probably my favorite comedy ever. Bro, I just constantly think of... Every time I think of B-Real, like... Performing. That's when they bring the DJs in there. I just see him jumping, bro, and his hair going bullet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's when they got, uh, what's his name? I need money throws the fucking plates on the spinners, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, that shit is funny, bro. So, back to the math. You add all those five numbers up, and you divide by five, and you get a final score of 4.88. Which leaves Be Real in 33rd place of 151 artists done overall. So, obviously, like we said, a better finish there for Be Real than uh, Send Dog. Uh, that's, a dra- that's a drastic de- difference. That's a drastic <laughs> difference. Yeah, that's that's almost a hundred, almost a hundred places, 90 places or whatever it is. Um, that's pretty cool, though. And I figure I'm probably about a third of the way through this study, and. You know, at 33rd, I mean, listen, we don't know where people are going to finish, but just averaging things out, he's probably going to finish in the top 100 of all time, bro, which, uh, you know, sometimes that kind of seems obvious. It's like top 100, but I mean, bro, the top 100 is fucking good. Everybody, if you go around and you ask people to start giving, like, if you randomly name people, like, oh, where do you got Be Real? Like, where do you got 50 Cent? Where do you got Kanye West, right? Every every answer you get is top fifty, bro. Like you can't. Everybody can't be top fifty. There's a thousand fucking rappers, like you know what I mean. I don't think people realize how many like legitimate rappers there are out there. And I'm not going through all a thousand of them. There was, you know, a formula to make the cut, just the same way there's formula in the study. So I, I literally would never be able to go through all a thousand people. This is going to take me about a decade going through 450 of them. So, um, that's a, that's a task, man. But top 100, bro, shout out to Be Real, for real. I, I had no issues listening to Be Real. I really got nothing negative to say about Be Real. I thought he did a good job both, um, you know, with Cypress Hill by himself, bringing his own thing to the table. So, yeah, just hats off to Be Real, bro. He, he was dope. Let me just say this. I would fucking love to do a song with Be Real. Well, maybe if I get rich one day, bro, I'll buy you a feature. (laughs) I would really, bro. I think it would just sound so cool. It it would, bro, because the vibe of the song would be perfect. I mean, you guys would just work well together, you know? Like, it, it... you guys have the same type of style. The only thing that you and Be Real, and this is going to get put to rest the second I say it, but the only thing that you and Be Real would have to really work on at all is a subject matter. You would have to find something that both of you can, can agree on and rap about. Weed would be the obvious one. So, <laughs> If I sound like Be Real and he influenced me, maybe we can do something like 
almost like a a master student type thing. Yeah, bro, that's a fucking dope rap, idea. Bro. And I, you, that would be, I don't know, I would be great. I, you know, I know it's never gonna happen, but uh, a guy can dream. I mean, bro, it's really <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility, like. You know, I used to do this a lot more seriously, obviously, and there was a point in time for sure, and even right now, I, I probably could to a certain extent. It's 2021, bro. Everybody's about business. All you have to do is email somebody's manager. That's it. Hey. I guess, I guess you're right. Well, hey, you know, I want a feature from Be Real. How much is it? $10,000. Yeah, okay. Get the fuck out of here, right? But if I'm a millionaire, bro, I won't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I'll buy it for you, you know, for your fucking 40th birthday if I'm a millionaire, bro. You got yourself a deal. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm going to get the equipment this year, you know, make things, kick things up a notch, and who knows what can happen, bro. Like, I I just think it would be fucking, that would be so dope. It uh, would be dope, for sure. And I, I would love, uh, I would love to do something with either, like, Joe, uh, Joe Budden really is, would be the one for me, was, bro, because bro, we just, just are so on the you. same page with everything that it would just be so effortless. I was just about to ask you, how about you? Who would you want to do a song with? Bro, there's, there's people that I would love to do a song with, but I mean, just somebody that, that I just would mesh well on a song with, there would be no better person than Joe Budden, bro. No way. Uh, that's alive, anyway. Just the, just the, the content of the guy's music his views on the world, the things that he talks about, the vibes of his song. Bro, I mean, the guy had a fucking series of, you know, four or five albums called Mood Music that is basically just all devoted to my my entire style of rapping, which is just getting you in that deep thought mood of like, damn, bro, like... This guy's going really deep right now on some, like, really, really real shit. And just just, just the vibe of everything, bro. Just the style of the music, the beats, and we would make a really deep fucking dope song, bro. And I think it would be really, it, it would be almost scarily effortless that, uh, that Joe, we could. Joe is so good, bro. Yeah, he's, he's incredible, bro. He's another one I dove into because of yeah. Very, very bittersweet for me when Joe Budden retired, bro, because... I know, I know that part of him was not happy there, bro. I mean, Joe Budden had verses. I don't know if you know the particular song, but he says, uh, you know, a star, uh, something about at a show. He's at a show and he's watching his fan rehearse his verse right back to him word for word. And he, he wants to kill him on the spot and just let them know that they're part of the reason that his life is fucked up. So, bro, Joe Budden had some verses where you could tell. That, you know, it's killing me slow, but I'm glad it's entertaining you. You could tell that this guy was really, really, really on the mental edge, bro. You know, of of everything. And he just kept pushing through and making music, you know, saying that I hope I'm helping somebody. Or, you know, and I'm sitting here listening to it like this guy is literally just speaking my mind. So just crazy, crazy shit like that, bro. But um, it was just bittersweet for me. When he retired, bro, because I know that that shit was killing him inside. Like, I I wanted him. He, he would talk about how, like, you say you love me and you say you're a fan of me, but you want me to be miserable because that's how you get this music that you love. And it was almost fucked up listening to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, 
man, I don't like, I love listening to this dude, but like, I don't want him to drive himself over the edge, you know? Like I actually, actually did care. Like, and I was, so when he retired, bro, I was like, you know what? Good for him, bro. Stay the fuck away from it. I hope that those demons don't eat at him anymore. I will definitely, definitely miss having new Joe Budden shit to listen to for sure. But the guy was tremendous. I'm amazed, amazed that he hung around that and stayed in that in that game for as long as he did. Being like a dude of principles the way that he was and knowing what bullshit is involved in that industry, bro. I'm grateful that the guy even stayed around for that long and put out that much music. So. Um, uh, now you got me thinking, who would I, who would you really like want to do a song with? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I would love to be real. Busy, Busy Bone would be cool for sure would, for you, bro. I would yeah. love to do a song with him. Royce? I would love to do a song with Royce. Honestly, bro, the, these next two are going to be a little bit of a surprise, what I'm going to say. All right. But you told, we spoke about this guy like a month ago, bro, and he is slowly, not even slowly, bro, he's there. He's one of my favorite. I think I know who you're going to say. Joyner Lucas? Yeah, 100% right, bro. He is unbelievable. He is. He's absolutely incredible. I would love to do a song with him. And you know what? Just because I love laughing and the comedy, and I just think he's a nasty rapper in general. Little Dicky, man. I oh, little Dicky. Oh, my God. Bro, how did I not think of Little Dicky? Because you and Little Dicky on a song would be fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> that would be... That's that's a good call. Because I didn't even think of that, but you're 100% right, bro. You and Dicky would be fucking hilarious on a song. Bro, I should and just, he's good. I should, I should just think of a great concept because he seems like such a chill dude that he would do something like this. He would, for I'm sure, gonna, bro. I'm he's retarded, but he's song. good. But yeah, man, Joe, Joe Budden, he was something else, too. Did you do him yet in the study? No, I'm not up to Joey yet. I think Joey comes out in 03, so I've got like six six more years before I get to him. <sighs> Almost there. Almost there, bro. But I'll, right now I'm on Little Kim, bro, and this is the most excited I've been for anybody since I did Tupac. And that's just Tupac is just one of my favorite people of all time on top of... On top of him being one of my favorite rappers of all time. So that was an obvious one for me. And I got Eminem coming up next. So I'm super hyped about that. I'm really like nervous about Eminem. Because I've been telling people that Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time for 15 years. And now I'm nervous that I might be forced to eat my words. (laughs) But but we'll see what happens. Well, I don't... The thing is, bro, I don't know any of... I started doing this study in 2016. So whatever he's come out with since 2016, I don't really know because I've been so engulfed in doing this shit. I'm listening to two albums a day. You know, I'm going through decades here and it was kind of like, why am I going to slow my study down and listen to these Eminem albums when I'm going to get up to him soon and listen to them anyway? So I'll just listen to them when I get to them, you know? So you've been saying to people he's been the best rapper for 15 years and I definitely was the opposite bro I definitely never gave him that and now that I'm older and I understand hip hop more I give it give him the I think he'll finish the best just because bro when you do something that I feel like hardly anybody can compare to that has to qualify you as being one of the best if not the best and I just haven't heard anybody do what Eminem can do man I mean, bro, he's done so many things that you've never heard anybody else do. He's, he just goes, he goes so insane on some songs, bro. I mean, the guy is so good 
that even when people get into a beef with him, they'll usually always say in the song that they know they're not better than him. And, and they better. Because if they try to act like they're better than him, that's just going to give him an easy win by being better, you know? So they kind of... They kind of almost try to like snake their way into a win of like, ah, don't try to say that you're better than me because we all know that already. <laughs> so it's crazy, bro. It's like you can't even diss the dude and not admit that he's better than uh, you. So. You think that's crazy. What's crazy is it's almost like a trendy thing now to, to dislike Eminem. Uh, listen, I bro, I, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. <laughs> I was a huge Eminem fan. He was one of my favorite rappers ever, and I, I can't really say that anymore. Um, I'm just not really a fan of his new style and his new content. That's not to say that it's not good. I just don't really like the voice and the flow that he uses and the way that he's just... I just don't like his rhyme style anymore, and that's fine, bro. The guy's 40-something years old. I'm sure he's not gonna... He shouldn't be talking about the same things that he used to be talking about. And for me, personally, I'm not an Eminem fan the way that I used to be. But I just, you know, off the top of my head, I just don't really think there's anybody that's better than him. But I've been really shocked and surprised by some of these finishes and these scores that some people have got. I, You know, I won't say, like, who they were, but there, there's some scores, bro, that people have gotten that I'm like, is it even possible for him to beat that score? Like, you know what I mean? So, we shall see. But speaking of where people finish, let's talk about the current list. So I spoke about we, we're going to do a top 15% overall for the rest of the 90s. And um, this list doesn't change today. So in the top slot, we have KRS-One, who's in 11th place overall of 151 artists done. Behind him in 13th place, we have Jizza. Behind him in 15th place, we have Slick Rick. Directly behind him in 16th is Rakim. Down in 21st is Rev Run of Run DMC. Directly behind him in 22nd is LL Cool J. Directly behind him in 23rd is MF Doom. And then a couple of slots back in 25th is Will Smith. A couple slots back from him, we have a tie for 28th with DMC from Run DMC is tied with Ice Cube for 28th. And then in our final spot today, we have Big Daddy Kane, who is in 31st place of 151 artists done overall. So that's where these guys are at right now. Um, as people finish ahead of them, obviously they slide back a little bit. And as people finish behind him, we get the total number of artists done that obviously raises. So it's kind of a fight to see like who can keep their place at this point, who's going to finish in front of who and shit like that. But Shout out to all those guys in there, bro. I mean, we're on season number two of this show. We're in the 90s. We're not even in 1990 anymore. We're into 1991. And, you know, we still got guys like fucking, bro, Run and DMC are both still in this top 15%. So, um, you know, Slick Rick, Rakim, there's a lot of 80s guys still in there. And I know we're only two years out of the 80s right now, but there's still a lot of 80s guys up there, bro. I mean, only, what is there? Two, two 90s guys up there. I mean, we're in the middle of the golden age of hip-hop. I expected the 90s to kind of run this list, and so far that hasn't really been the case. But, you know, we still got another eight years in the 90s left, so we'll see what happens. But a lot of 80s guys hanging in there right now, bro. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the 90s will dominate. 
Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm I'm gonna obviously have to tend to agree with you there, but we'll see what happens. And then uh, we're getting it's it's weird, bro, because like I'm getting close to the new millennium now, and like it's just this. Some of this stuff felt like it was never gonna come, and now I feel like I'm like zooming through it. So it's pretty crazy. So let's talk about the current top ten percent lyrically. This also stays the same today. Um, tied for our top spot lyrically, we have Master Ace and Jizza, both with seven and a halfs. Then we have a tie for third place also with KRS-One and Lord Finesse both getting scores of seven lyrically. And then we have a four-way tie for fifth place with Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, and Everlast all getting lyrical scores of six and a half. So for me, bro, and I, I remember I've given you um, not this particular list because this particular list is not up to date with where I am in my study, but... I know that I've given you an up-to-date list of the top lyricists because that's... When people say good, bro, I, I kind of tend to gravitate towards this. When you tell me you want somebody good, I'm probably going to give you some of these guys. When you tell me you want something different, then I might throw you a B-Real or an MF Doom or an ODB or something like that. You know what I mean? So... These top guys right here in this lyrical category, these are always the guys that I, I like to particularly look at. Um, and I, I talked to this about the 90s intro. There was a kid basically told me I was being biased in this study because it was my opinion that lyrics, songs, albums, impact, and originality were all equally worth the same amount. And I was like, people are just not grasping the concept of what I'm doing here. That's not my opinion. My opinion is that lyrics are the most important. But guess what? That's my opinion. <laughs> and I'm not putting my opinion into this study. So taking my opinion out and taking everybody else's opinion out, I'm just letting them all be what they are. I'm not making one any more important than the other because that's not up to me to say that. So... I want every opinion to equally hold the, the same amount of weight. I want everything to be included. And at the end of the day, we'll see who comes out on top. But I just want to be careful with that word best because that, that depends on what you mean. Who's the best lyricist? Who gets the highest score overall? Who's the most original? Who had the biggest impact? Shit like that. So when you, when you talk to me about best, these are going to be the guys that I lean towards. I'm always going to pick these top lyricists. When you ask me like who the best rappers are, but that's that's where my opinion comes into play, and I'm trying to leave that out of this study completely. But definitely big shout outs to all those guys, bro. And and those guys have been in there for a while too. This is a little bit more of a category where like this one this one changes a little bit less because with the other list, there's lots of ways to get into that list. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the top lyricist list, there's a lot of 90s guys in the top lyricist list, even though it's shorter. But in the top overall list, it's a lot of 80s guys because there's all different ways to get into that top overall list. This top lyrical list is a little bit more kind of stays the same for longer periods of time because it's not so often that you get these tremendous lyricists. There's going to be a lot of them at the end of the day. But you know, through 150 guys, these these have really been like the top cats so far. So, oh, I I have to agree with you though. I, I mean, I, to me, I I think lyrics are are the most important thing in hip hop, just because you're rapping. Like that's that's like your that's like your element. That's your weapon. Right. You know, right. Your words. 
I, I agree. And and I, 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 I agree that that beats are important depending oh, on setting and a beat can take a dope acapella and make it the greatest song you've ever heard for sure. So I'm not trying to downplay anything else. I don't want to downplay production, delivery, um, content, none of that shit. But for me, you don't even have to have a song, bro. If you took some verse, and I, I actually remember listening, I watched a video of a homeless guy rapping one time, and he fucking murdered it. And I've listened to it more than once. It doesn't even have to be a song. If you murder something, for me, personally, I could always listen to that shit. The same way if there's a really dope beat and it's an instrumental, yeah, I could sit there and listen to an instrumental too, for sure. But the instrumental is not someone rapping. Like you said, almost like a weapon. That's not the, that's not the weapon. That's not the MC using his tongue as a sword, like, you know? Nah, bro, that's, that's honestly, like, I never thought about it until now, but that squashes the debate for me as far as what's more important, lyrics and beats. Beats obviously play a tremendous factor in, in yep. so much, but at the end of the day, if you got rid of the beat, you could Beats is so, so, so subjective, though, bro. You you can't sit down and do to beats what I'm doing to lyrics, like, you know what I mean? You... You just you just either like a beat or you don't. Somebody's quality could be terrible. You know what I mean? If they're using bad equipment and their their quality of their beats is bad, you could say, well, the guy makes dope beats, but his quality is trash. That that's a black and white thing that you could say. But other than that, I mean, beats is just so subjective, bro. You could just have somebody sitting there playing nothing but a drum. Uh, I can I can make a beat on my desk right now. If I right, and somebody could say, wow, I fucking love that. So. You know, that's just something that's just hit or miss where you, you just, you're either going to like it or you're not. Um, lyrics is a little bit more complex, bro. I mean, you know, if, if you're not rhyming or your rhymes are very simplistic and always one syllable and, you know, I mean, there's, there's ways to break down something being good or bad when it comes to words, you know? Then you'll be number one if that's the case. You'll probably have major success in the in the music industry, that's for sure. And bro, listen, part of me understands that. I, I, I get it. If you if you go and you're hanging out, there are plenty of times where you don't want to listen to something thought provoking or something sad or something like that. I get it, bro. There's different types of music for different settings for sure. But like I said earlier, choose your words carefully. You like something or something's good, because there's a difference. Well, in, in honor of be in honor of be real and Cypress Hill, I ate the other half of the cupcake. Oh wow, he ate another half of a cannabis cupcake. Unreal. Yeah, it tastes pretty good, actually. He went for it. I did. I had to get a nice sleep with Josie and the baby tonight. And... <laughs> So let's start dipping into some of the lists that I've started doing in this new season. Um, we'll start with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 80s. At number one, KRS-One. Number two, Slick Rick. Number three, Rakim. Number four, Rev Run. Number five, LL Cool J. So those, you know, I talk about this every week. They can change. Numbers are always subjective to change. Anything can happen. You know, I got a long time left to get through a lot of things. There could be, you know, any one of these guys, uh, KRS-One, whoever, 
they could get sampled 97 times over the next two or three years that I listen to the next, you know, years to come. And maybe his impact score gets raised by a half a point and he goes up. So the, the numbers are always subject to change. But in general, bro, you know, the top five of the 80s, I, I would probably just expect that list to mostly stay the same. I mean, those are... Those are some legends there, bro, and obviously KRS-One, I mean, still, you know, is still active in making music. Um, LL Cool J, I don't know that he's officially retired, but I don't really know that he's put out anything recently, but KRS-One still definitely actively putting out music and stuff like that, so the numbers could change, but these are legends, bro. These are guys, and, and the reason I like to do this list is I just like to give acknowledgement and credit where it's deserved. Like, we're kind of moving on now into, you know, a new generation and things like that, but I don't want these guys. I mean, listen, a lot of those guys from that top five are still in the overall list, so I don't want to make it seem like they've been passed up, but if they do begin to get passed up at any point in time, I still want to acknowledge the guys being the respective leaders of their decades because quite frankly bro to be fair it's all you can really do and i make analogies a lot in this tale of the tapes i mean the name itself is an analogy to boxing that's what they call it when you show the you know the height and the reach and the weight and you're comparing the two fighters it's called the tale of the tape so i mean you know obviously tale a story tapes albums so there's a lot of wordplay involved in it big shouts to Susio from the dirtbags who helped me out with that name but it's similar to boxing like in, in the instance where there's a lot of fighters that will do great and then you got people and turn around and say ah oh, well they never beat anybody like i mean listen bro you you may have a valid point I, I, like i get your point but what can they do about it you know what i'm saying they you can only fight the guys that are around, bro. I mean, if you happen to be in a generation where you're a bantamweight or you're a heavyweight or you're whatever, and for whatever reason, during your 10 or 20 years that you're fighting, there just happens to be no real great fighters in your weight class, there's nothing you could do about it. You got to beat the guys that are thrown at you. You know what I mean? So... These are the guys that were out in the 80s. I can't ask them to be any better than they were. They were they were out at that time period. That's what's out. Those were the people that were out. So I just think going forward, I don't want anybody to get lost. I think it's important to acknowledge which guys were the top guys in their respective generations and stuff like that. And then getting into the top five of the 90s list. So this list does change today and... Uh, Quite honestly, bro, I, I this is this is probably going to change quite often. I mean, we're doing a top five of the 90s. We're only in 1991 right now. I mean, how many people could I, you know, how many people could I have possibly done? 15? So we're talking about a top five. I mean, you only really got to come in like the top half to get in this right now. So this probably will change, especially a lot more often than the other one. But uh, so far, out of our guys that we've done in the 90s so far, here's our top five guys of the 90s. Number one, we have Jizza. Number two, MF Doom. Number three, Everlast. Number four, Be Real of Cypress Hill. And number five, we have a tie with Lord Finesse and Master Ace. So, shout outs to your man Be Real there, bro. He's in the top five of the um, artists that we've covered so far in the 90s. And just a side note, he was just out of being in that top 15% overall. He was the next person on the list behind Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was 31st. Be Real is 33. So... 
we probably haven't covered the guy that was 32nd yet. So had there been one more person named in that list, B-Real would have been in the top 15% overall. But nonetheless, he sneaks his way into the top five of the 90. So we'll see how long he can hang on to that for. Um, like I said, that's probably going to change quite often, but he's in there now, and we'll see how long he stays in there for. <laughs> he went in there smoking a doobie and he'll go out there smoking. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, Lord Finesse and Master Ace hanging on by a thread here, and ironically enough, those two are the two best lyricists that we've covered in the podcast so far. So... I'd personally like to see them stay in this top 90s list a bit longer, but it's just funny how that works out. You know, the two top lyricists, Master Ace and Jizza, and then the next two are KRS-One and Lord Finesse, and then those are the two the two guys hanging on to the last spot of the 90s. So that's why I like doing all these different lists, bro. It, it gives everybody a chance to shine in their own respective right where... Listen, this guy's not named in our top 15%, but he was an incredible lyricist, or he's one of the top guys in his decade, or whatever it is. So um, I like to do those different lists and shit like that, and uh, I think it gives everybody a chance, rightfully so, to shine. Because like I said, bro, anybody that's in this in this study at all, um, and don't get me wrong, bro, there's guys in it that have been bad, for sure. But like I said, anybody that's in it, they're in, they're in it for a reason. So I just, you know, I want to give everybody their credit. And if there was one area where somebody shined, I want to give them their chance to shine for sure. So if you'd like to see any of these lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. Um, you can also visit the host site at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelt normally. Um, if you feel like hitting the support button, supporting your boy Jay Formsy, that would be great. Greatly appreciate it. But um, other than that, bro, that's about it for this episode. Next week, we have Large Professor and Scarface. Um, are you familiar with either of those guys at all? Scarface, I, I am. I know I know a few Scarface songs. I never really dove deep into them. Yeah, both of these guys, bro, revere. The, these are these are guys that, like, when you talk to, like, real hip-hop fans, now, obviously, not everybody is a large professor or a Scarface fan, but these are more of those type of guys where they're not, like, huge, well-known names by people outside of the hip-hop community, but... People in the hip-hop community, these are definitely some guys that are revered by, like, true hip-hop fans that will vouch for these guys. And, uh, you know, one more for being a producer than anything, Large Professor. I, I know Large Professor, but I, I didn't know Large Professor rapped. I just always knew Large Professor as a producer. But nonetheless, I mean, he, he, made, he did make the cut as a rapper. So next week we'll see how that goes with them. But, uh... Just wanted to obviously thank you for being on today, bro. I had a fucking blast sitting here and, and chatting with you and stuff. Um, I'm glad that you got to be on for one of your personal favorite artists. And I, I hope for some of your other favorite artists going forward, you can come back and join us again. Yeah, no, I would like to sign me up to anybody. Any, you know who I like, man. I'll I know who you like, bro, and I will extend the <laughs> invites for sure. So definitely appreciate having you. You're an entertaining fuck. You're a good artist. Um, <laughs> And we will we will look forward to having you again. That's it for Tale of the Tapes. And I can legitimately say today my, my quote slogan and not sound stupid because we are in the plural. So I will hit you with a peace out from those formsies. Peace out. Tale of the Tapes. Might as well. <laughs>